the Crypto Cafe. I'm your host, Randy Zuckerberg, and in this cafe, we embrace newcomers and experts alike to crypto, NFTs, Web3, the metaverse, you name it. I am so excited to have today's guest. Um, Honestly, almost any time that I have a question about Web3, crypto, NFTs, I, you know, my team and I ask ourselves, like, what is Zeneca thinking? What is Zeneca saying about this? What what would Zeneca do right now? And so um, you are in for a real treat because for this podcast episode, we actually have Zeneca himself in uh, on the air with us, founder of Zen Academy, the 333 Club, and uh, so many other thought leadership initiatives across Web3. So Zeneca, what a delight to have you on the show. Oh my God, it is my pleasure to be here. Thank you so much. What a wonderful intro. It's yeah, it's really, really great to be here. And I know it's it's the uh, it's late night for you where you are, but you like, opened up by saying that you have seventeen meetings after this. So I <laughs> I don't know. I I don't think I've ever been on a meeting with you where it hasn't been the middle of the night for you, quite frankly. So do you like maybe start us off by like what does an average day look like for Zeneca? Yeah, I mean, the reason I'm always up at odd hours is I used to live in in Germany. I now live in Dubai, and the time zone dealing with people in the US is is really terrible. So a usual day, I'll wake up actually not too late these days, nine ten a.m. I'll have a whole bunch of meetings. I'll work till about uh, six ish, give or take, in an ideal day. Take off three four hours for dinner till at nine ten. Um, hop back on a few more meetings, and then around two a.m. we'll go to sleep. Uh, yeah. Wow. It's uh, it, it's really very inspiring. And uh, whenever I see you, I'm like, okay, we, I, I got to show up a little bit more. Um, <laughs> so this is a virtual cafe. I wish that we were in a real cafe together. I did get to see you a few months ago in Vegas uh, at an event in real life. But uh, if we were in a cafe in Dubai together, what would we be drinking and enjoying? Ooh, uh, let's see. I'm a big fan of of coffee and they have like the Arabic coffee. It's they serve it in these tiny little cups and it's really, it almost tastes like a strong tea, but with coffee flavor, it's like you can drink a lot of it. It's very delicious. Uh, uh, that would be what we would drink. Yes. I had some on Emirates recently and it was like, it changed mm. my life. So I, it's so good. Yeah. Um, okay. You have to, we have to t- get into your background a little bit because I think you have one of the most fun and interesting backgrounds of anyone who's come to, to be a major player in web three. Um, you were a professional poker player for 15 years and transitioned <laughs> that into being like just at the epicenter of NFTs and web three. So take us through that journey a little. Yeah. I mean, poker was kind of all I ever did before this. I went from high school uh, in 2005, I graduated and I went to college and dropped out after six months because I was playing poker. And, you know, as an 18 year old, being able to play poker and make money is way more exciting than than college (laughs) university. So I did that for, yeah, it was 15, 16 years. That was our entire story in and of itself. Uh, I traveled around a lot. I played a lot online. Uh, had had its ups, had its downs. I think it really prepared me for crypto and the swings in in this crypto space and NFTs. Uh, and then you know a lot of people, a lot of people have made the transition from poker over to crypto and Web three in general. I think because a lot of 
I mean, the, the poker space is, is a lot of fun, but it's sort of drying up and like getting more competitive and difficult and people, you know, after 10, 15 years kind of get a bit burned out. And then crypto comes along and it's just new, it's fun, it's exciting, it's cutting edge, it's like, it's the future. And there's a lot of like overlap in like the skills and, and temperament required to sort of succeed in both spaces. So uh, yeah, and I dabbled in crypto in 2017, like a lot of people in the 2018 bear market hit. And I just sort of, I threw up my hands and was like, ah, oh, it was a fun experiment. Mm. And then 2021 rolled around and everything was like popping off again. Uh, NFTs were popping off, DeFi, you know, we, we'd had this whole ecosystem built. And that was when I really fell down the rabbit hole and I'm still kind of falling two, two years later. Okay. Well, obviously I want to spend most of this podcast talking about Web3, but before we do, can you just give us a few like highlights and lowlights from, from those poker years? Oh man. Um, <clears throat> lowlights. <laughs> so when I was, I think I would have been like 19 or 20, I was in Vegas. I don't know if I should be saying this, but <laughs> I was playing underage <laughs> in the casinos <laughs> and uh, I ended up losing all the money that I had, like all my cash and uh, my, my bank account didn't have any money in it. And I was staying at the Bellagio and I don't know how I got to stay there because you have to be 21, but somehow they let me in. And uh, I realized I didn't have any money to like check out and pay the bill. And I didn't have any cash and I had all this money on online poker sites. So I wasn't like broke, broke. It was just like, all right, there's money online, kind of like crypto. You have money in your MetaMask, but you might not have money in your bank. And so I had a friend, uh, one of my best friends, I actually co-host a podcast with him now. He flew out from East Coast US. He brought me cash and uh, basically bailed me out of, of that situation. So that, that was kind of a low light. Um, I mean, <laughs> highlight. There's a yeah. lot of morals to that story. Like, a get yourself a friend that will like fly <laughs> to Vegas to bail you. Also, like someone at the Bellagio is still, like getting fired right now retroactively. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so now now highlights like your biggest pinch me moments. Uh, probably so. Like in twenty, I think it was twenty eleven. I was uh. PokerStars is the biggest site in the world uh, then, and I think still now, reached out and they were like, we were looking to sponsor someone from Australia and you're on like a short list of people we're looking at. Are you interested? And that was just like, that was like that pinch me moment where I, you know, I looked up to so many people that were like sponsored players and and was like, that was the dream. And I sort of you know, took that as a, a wake up call to be like more active in the space. And, and eventually, you know, a few months later, they ended up um, signing me for, I think I was there for four-ish years and like that was just a surreal experience in and of itself it's incredible do you was there like a singular aha moment that you had that got you excited about web3 was it a one light bulb moment or was it kind of a, a gradual shift into web3 I, I can pretty much pinpoint the the moment so there was an article written by packy mccormick who has this excellent substack newsletter called not boring and he wrote this piece i think it's called like power to the people or power to the person in late february 2021 and so you know Early Feb, I had a friend, uh, actually the same friend that bailed me out um, <laughs> in the Bellagio. He he asked me, you know, do you know what NFTs I are? I need to and, have know, this he, friend. Sorry. He's, he's a great friend. <laughs> um, he, he, like the entire reason I'm in this space is because of him. And he reached out and was like, do you know what these NFT things are? And I was like, no idea. And he started telling me and like, we were both like, this is a scam. This doesn't make any sense. And then we, this Packy McCormick article, he read it. And then he sends it over to me and says like, you know, this changed my mind. You should read it. And I did. And it changed my mind. It was like, I, I sort of realized the whole creator economy and the whole value prospect of, you know, digital art and, and how that was just going to change the future. And ever since then, I was like, all right, I'm all in. <laughs> so how long, um, how long did it take you to kind of, 
start as a collector or an investor in Web3 and then just fall down the rabbit hole of saying, okay, that's it. I'm a founder. I'm launching my own project. Yeah, I mean, that all happened really crazy quickly as well. 2021 was a weird year because every week felt like a decade. And, you know, so much happened that year. So, you know, February, March, I just was starting to get into the space. April, May is when I like really fell into NFTs specifically. And I was like trading and flipping a lot. And then I started collecting a bit more. Like I wasn't an art fan or collector prior to NFTs. And I came into the space to make money, like so many people. But then along the way, I started just like, being, I guess, exposed to so many incredible artists and pieces of art and styles of art, generative art really appealed to me. And I just started falling in love. So like I went from trader, flipper, degen to like collector. And I was like, well, all right, I just, I'm not selling this. I just, I just, I'm buying this because I love it. And that was a fun transition. And probably like August, uh, July, August is really when I sort of made that decision where, where I was like, all right, maybe I should launch my own thing. It would be cool. I don't really want to be flipping JPEGs forever. And then November is when we launched uh, the, the first uh, Mint for Zen Academy. So it, it happened pretty quickly. Mm. And tell us more about Zen Academy for anyone who's new to it. Uh, it's definitely, I think, one of the best places to to start your journey in crypto, to find a community. But tell us more. No, I appreciate you saying that. That's kind of the goal. It's a uh, Zen Academy is a, a community of excellent humans. And the entire goal and focus of it is to educate people about the future of technology and like currently that's nfts and crypto and web3 we're talking a lot about ai lately but it's really you can think of us like a content hub uh with education being the primary focus and you know we do a lot of stuff we have newsletters we have podcasts we have a very active discord server uh we have a daily twitter space um all sorts of stuff and but the primary focus is just bringing people together to learn and navigate this crazy world together and thrive together and, and you know, help people find jobs and just yeah just, just just it's a really wholesome community i really love the people that have decided to to join join us well, you are a wonderful person, so you attract like-minded uh, people. I'm here in the Crypto Cafe with Zeneca, founder of Zen Academy. I'm your host, Randy Zuckerberg. And uh, Zeneca, I'm curious how, you know, I feel like it's really easy to keep people excited and enthusiastic when people are making money and the markets are great and, and like crypto is the, is the hottest thing. But how are you keeping your community happy and energized and not burnt out right now? I mean, the honest answer is a lot of people are burned out. So there's just across the board in the space, there's far less engagement than there was during a bull run. And that's like a natural thing. What I find amazing is the people that have decided to stick around because it it's, takes a special kind of person to you know still be here in the depths of a bear market. You know, we've been in a crypto winter for a year and they're still turning up. And so it's almost like they bring the energy themselves. You know, it's the people that get burned out and give up and didn't have the conviction they've by, by now already left. So just by um, survivorship bias, I guess the people who are still here, they're very dedicated. They're very passionate. They're very excited and they're very optimistic and they're very um, passionate. So the, the community itself is just, it's very like self-fulfilling and it doesn't really require any input from me, like at this point, I could fall off the face of the earth for a month and I could come back and like, I'm certain the discord would be thriving. People would be learning and, you know, talking about new projects and having fun. And it's, yeah, it, it's just turned into a life of its own. And I think that it's uh, just a testament to the people that have decided to stick around that, that they themselves are, 
you know, they're not in it for the money purely because if they were, then they're surely having a bad time in this market. So, yeah. Absolutely. And that was actually, that's a good follow on to my next question because I, you mentioned, you know, you could vanish for, for a month and the passionate people in your community would keep going. Um, but you do show up every day. You have daily Twitter spaces that you do. You're, you know, on five calls after this at 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> um, do you ever feel burnt out? And when you do, you know, how, how do you rally? How do you keep showing up? Yeah. So I got very burned out towards the end of last year, 2022. And I didn't realize it until the very end of the year, because I took Christmas to New Year's off and a, and a few days after. And it was during that break that I looked back and reflected on you know the past few months. And I realized, oh, I was working 16 to 20 hour days. I wasn't sleeping as well as I should have. Uh, I was taking nonstop meetings and it was just like, it was clearly not good. And I was traveling all over. I went to so many conferences around the world. It was, it was really hectic. And in the moment I was like feeling like I was doing so much and I was buzzing and I was like, and then upon reflection, I was like, Oh, I was really burned out. I wasn't probably performing at my optimal state. So, and this is, I think everyone gets burned out at certain points in their lives. It's like, it's very difficult not to, especially when you get excited and passionate about something. Uh, so it's good to have those wake up calls and be able to reflect and recognize. So like this year I set a lot more boundaries for myself and you know, for the most part, I'm sticking to them. They, they sort of every now and then, you know, life happens and things get in the way, but, you know, taking time off for dinner or making sure that I get seven to eight hours of sleep a night. These are things that, you know, are really top priorities for me, for me now. And uh, they are saving off the burnout and, and just like taking less calls and meetings in general. I know it might not sound like it when it's 10 o'clock at night and I have a bunch more meetings ahead, but this is more of an exceptional day. And I've sort of structured my week where like Tuesday through Thursday are a lot of meetings, Mondays and Fridays, as well as weekends are a lot more casual. So just forcing time off really helps reset and, and avoid burnout. It's mm, great, great advice. Um, and I'm curious, uh, Zeneca, what's capturing your attention right now? I feel like you're always a few steps ahead. So um, what are you paying attention to that that all of us should be keeping our eyes on? AI, AI, AI. It is taking over. It is, it's just so significant. It's too big to ignore. I think uh, it's not even necessarily crypto or Web3 related, although there are some interesting um, overlaps between the two technologies. And I think they're going to come to a head and really converge in a significant way in the future. But uh, I think if you're not paying attention to AI today, like now you're, you're going to fall very far behind and it's, it's a very exciting future. What AI is going to allow. It's also a very scary future. And I think like a lot of jobs are going to be displaced and, and it's, yeah, to me, I'm, I'm paying a lot of attention to AI basically. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was ridiculous. I was filming some content last week and I basically, you know, you could put some prompts into AI and it could write a script for you and then like mm -hmm. like make it funny or make it this explain it to a five-year-old and I was like oh wow this is so game-changing but also like so many people are are going to have to have different lines of work or think about their work differently because of this so I uh, agree it's a it's a fascinating uh uh, moment. Um, in our final moments, I want to hear about the the three thirty three club. What you're working on over there, and uh, and anything else that that we should be uh, paying attention to. Yeah. So the the three thirty three club it launched the same time as Zen Academy, and it was really my way of trying to bring together a smaller community. So like Zen Academy is tens of thousands of people at this point. Three 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 is capped at three hundred thirty three individuals, and so like there's just by nature this more intimate vibe. 
it, there's more things you can do with a community of that size than a much larger community. And uh, I mean, honestly, the, the 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 real answer is like there hasn't been a lot happening specifically to the club other than the community members continuing to turn up and network and connect and help each other out. Uh, something we are working on for the coming weeks and months is we want to get like experts of respective fields in and like industry leaders to come and just like have intimate conversations with the group. And I think that's like a real value add. And I think it can be like, it can go both ways as well because the community has a lot of op- lot, lot to offer as well. So um, we're going to have those like fireside chats that are exclusive to the 333 with some really excellent people. Um, and I'm looking forward to like developing that out over the coming months and hopefully just be an ongoing thing that we keep going for years. It'd be great to get you in there, actually, I'd, if you'd be interested. <laughs> I'd love to. Oh, my gosh. Well, first of all, I'd love to any any time. But of course, uh, um, any opportunity to have a chat uh, with you and your community is a thrill for me. So can, definitely count me in. Uh, Zeneca, I am so just grateful to you for your honesty, your storytelling, for really just laying it all out today. Where can people go to connect with you and to uh, find out more about all of these amazing projects that you're working on? Yeah. Uh, easiest place is Twitter. It's just at Zeneca now. Uh, and I have my website, Zeneca.xyz, uh, which has links to like all the other places. And then for Zen Academy, it's just zenacademy.com. Amazing. Well, I really hope that uh, we'll meet up in real life at one of these events and share an Arabic coffee together. Um, uh, always such a delight to chat with you and to to spend a few minutes inside that brain. Thank you. Thank you so much. This has been a lot of fun. Really appreciate it. That was Zeneca, founder of Zen Academy and the 333 Club, um, one of the most influential and and well-respected thought leaders in the NFT space. So cannot recommend highly enough uh, following Zeneca on Twitter, attending one of his daily Twitter spaces. And uh, if you are going deep down the rabbit hole, make sure that you join Zen Academy to keep up with everything that's going on in that community. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Crypto Cafe. I'm your host. Randy Zuckerberg. Every week, we're here in this beautiful virtual cafe with thought leaders on the cutting edge of crypto, metaverse, NFTs, and Web3. And I'll be back next week with an all-new episode.